Priority Talk. We are live on this Monday night. I hope all of you out there are doing well. Uh, myself, let's see, I, I had a good day. It was a good day today. Not a bad drive into Birmingham. Uh, traffic was flowing pretty smoothly. And so I hope if you're driving out there, you're safe as you're heading home from work or wherever you are going. My name's Nate Williams. We have Josh and Stuart in the studio. Very thankful for them. They do an amazing job. On the other side of the glass, if you call in, you'll get to talk to them and myself. Call or text in 205-941-1011. Now, Greg Davis is out for tonight, except for a conversation that he recorded with Sam Rayner of Church Answers. They recorded this conversation talking about church trends and evangelism and all these different things. We'll play that conversation for you in the second hour. But other than that, Greg is out. I am in and we've had a, uh, let's see, it was a pretty decent week, good weekend, spending time with family. I went to a tractor pull on Friday night. Now, depending on the circles you run in, the things you like to do for fun, that might be a normal thing for you, or you might be like, oh, hey, that's different. But if you told me, I grew up, okay, I was a military kid. I grew up moving all around the place, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, as I typically put it. Uh, I lived a lot of times in the suburbs, various neighborhoods, some in the city when I went to college. But I wasn't, I didn't spend a lot of time out in the country. And so if you told me growing up that one day as an adult, I would regularly attend tractor pulls, I'd be like, I do not believe you. But I went with my wife up on Friday night in Tennessee and uh, it was enjoyable. I had fun. It was crazy all the things you can uh, do when you modify a vehicle, get them to go super fast. And so good family atmosphere, a lot of fun, a lot of good people we were around. So that's what I did over the weekend. And other than that, watched football, uh, went to church on Sunday morning, and it was a good weekend, let me tell you. I didn't do well when it came to my picks. So as some of you might know, every uh, week, typically Thursday, Friday, we go over our picks. And so I'm in a group with myself, Josh, Stewart, and Greg, and we we choose a lot of different uh, teams from Alabama. We go over their games, so UNA, JSU, uh, all that. We do Alabama and Auburn naturally as well, and UAB too. So we'll pick some Alabama games, uh, uh, teams from Alabama, and then we'll go and we'll pick the top 25 matchups. And Greg did amazing. And I, 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 he went nine and one, which going nine and one when you're predicting games is crazy. So I bet he cheated in some way, shape, or form. This has nothing to do with betting. We don't incorporate the lines or anything like that. Just who do you think's going to win? Greg went nine and one. Uh, let's see. Stewart went seven and three. So Stewart, you did good. You did all right. You did, Stewart did okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, so Stewart will take it. He went seven and three. Josh did really well. So Josh went eight and two. So well done, Josh. Man, I should have listened to Greg. The Ohio State game is that the one that he got? He got yeah, Ohio State. The three of us picked Notre Dame. Did 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 y'all watch that game? 
the way it came down to the wire too the la- almost the last second it was a heartbreaker again i grew up watching notre dame with my dad i thought notre dame was going to pull it off but they lost last second run uh, for the touchdown they lost 17 to 14 it was wild but josh did well eight and two and i did the worst which is frustrating for me i went six and four and so for here are our season totals. So three of you are tied. Greg, Josh, Stewart, you're all tied. You're 17 and nine for the season. Mm. And I am in last place, but I'm only a game behind y'all, but we're I'm in last all, place. We're all pretty mediocre. So 16 and 10. Yeah. So y'all are 17 and nine for the season. I'm 16 and 10. But so it's neck and neck. At least that's what I tell myself as I cry myself to sleep every night being in last place in our group. But it's fun. We're heading for week five next week. So we'll see how things go. But I thought Alabama, they it's a tale of uh, two halves, right? If they play the way they did in the first half, I think Alabama is going to lose three or four games this season. I don't think they're going to beat other good teams. But if they play the way they did in the second half, defense played amazing throughout the game. Offense kind of picked it up. Milrow was making some good passes, making some good reads. So it depends on what team is going to show up. I think if they play the way they did in the second half for the rest of the season, they can go far. They might not lose a game because I think their defense is really good this year. And it's been a couple years since I've been able to say that about an Alabama defense. Auburn hung in pretty tough with Texas A&M, but I think they just don't have the players right now. Hugh Freeze doesn't have his guys yet. It might take a year or two of recruiting. But they they hung tough. They're well coached. But they got to figure out their QB situation. I think they had something like 56 yards between three QBs. Is that is, is that right? Does that sound right? Sounds about right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And so they got to figure that out. So it might be a year or two away, but I think Auburn is going to get back to contention. And then other than that, you just had all the good games. Penn State destroyed Iowa. Ohio State barely beat Notre Dame. Washington State barely beat uh, Oregon State. There we go. And then Utah beat uh, UCLA by a touchdown. Oregon stomped Colorado State. And, uh, yeah, so those were the games for the weekend. And I think we're, we'll are we be all right. I will recover from my 6-4 and four week. And so I don't know how Greg went 9-1. and one. He's not here to gloat. He's not necessarily the gloating type. But you can kind of see it. Greg will kind of have this little uh, – Stuart, how would you describe it? This little half smile yeah, when, little when smirk, he knows. A little smirk. A little smirk when, when he knows uh, he did good. And so he – uh, a little shinier, you know, like <laughs> a little spiffy. Yes, yep. he- head's a little spiffier. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but anyways, we're all – real close to each other 17 and 9 or 16 and 10 so i'm excited for the rest of the alabama season i think they're going to do well uh hopefully milrow can well you can count on milrow to make one or two back breaking throws a game where you're like milrow why did you lock in on that wide receiver 
because uh, he stares at one guy for the entire route and a cornerback will either leave their man and come over and jump the route or a safety will kind of shift over because you have to use your eyes to make the safety move away and then at the last second you turn back to the guy that you wanted to throw to the entire time and let it rip you cannot focus on one guy for his entire route but Milrose Young he's he's learning and he played much better against Ole Miss than he did against Texas so hopefully those are things to come and then all obviously beating Kiffin I don't know why I enjoy when we beat Kiffin what what do you think Stuart um I don't know he he praises Saban a lot he gives he's one of those coaches that gives Saban like credit for like helping him and saving his career but yes he does love to troll us he loves to subtweet us, so it is kind of satisfying. It is satisfying. Everyone I don't pixel know. Pixel missed a win, and then we beat him again. So yes. Anyways, we we enjoy those things, but we're, we'll head to break. Call or text in 205-941-1011. We'll talk a little bit about the atheist group that was triggered by Auburn coaches participating in mass student baptisms. That's a story from 1819 News. We'll talk a little bit about Gavin Newsom, his gallon of hair gel that he puts on every morning, and actually he did something decent recently which is shocking when it comes to transgender ideology i don't think the motives were perfect but he actually vetoed a bill and i'm glad he did we'll talk about all these new stories coming up don't go anywhere this is wxjc radio priority talk truth 101.1 priority talk Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest-running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry, your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Ki Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly hometown dentist in Coleman. Hey, this is Willie Corey Robertson. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Fox News had a comment, a Fox News host had a comment that I thought we should talk about a little bit because it's important. This is what the host said. It's freedom of religion not freedom from religion and i think that's what a lot of people get wrong when it comes to religion that the constitution and the founding fathers the separation of church and state it was never meant to be used as a weapon 
against religious groups. It was never meant to be a hammer to whack religious groups into getting out of the public square. No, the goal was to allow religious groups to openly practice religion and not be hindered by the government. And the government could not take one religious group and say, hey, this is the, the religion of the land. We, we can't take Lutheranism, Methodism, Baptist, uh, Catholicism, Greek Orthodoxy, and say this is the religion of the land. All these religious groups need to be able to practice freely and participate in the public square. Freedom of expression, freedom of religion, freedom of association. But what the secularists have done is they've taken some of that wording and they've twisted it. Oh, separation of church and state means that we need to get God out of the public square. And that's not true. So, for example, we've talked about how Auburn University had their Unite Auburn event, which featured Christian speakers. And then afterwards, there was a mass baptism. Wonderful. We celebrate that. That is a good thing. And then naturally, we predicted, I remember Greg telling me that, oh no, here comes the obligatory, strongly worded letter from some atheistic group, the, in this case, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, FFRF. That they were going to send a strongly worded email, uh, email or letter or just, you know, promise litigation or lawsuits against a school for being prominently Christian in some way. And that's what happened. Freedom from Religion Foundation sent a letter to Auburn University. Uh, so uh, let's see. They, they call it an abuse of power. So I'll read this is from 1819 News. The abuse of power displayed by these coaches shows that Auburn hasn't changed one bit since we published our 2015 report. Good for you, Auburn. I hope you never change in this area. FFRF co-president Annie Laurie uh, Gaylor said, As coaches, their responsibility lies in guidance on the field, not guiding these students to pews. They should start by firing the team chaplains, whose very presence signals that Auburn University has an inappropriate relationship with Christian evangelists. So naturally, when one of these groups says something like this, my knee-jerk reaction, maybe this is a bad thing, I say, hire more chaplains. Hire more pastors. They say to get rid of them, I say more. But anyways, there was Hugh Freeze was involved with the event, Bruce Pearl, baseball coach Butch Thompson... And then uh, there's a report that a massive crowd moved from the event inside uh, to the Red Barn to watch the baptisms. Wonderful. We need more of this. But uh, regardless, uh, they sent a strongly worded email. And the Fox News host said it's a freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. So Governor K. Ivey, uh, Tommy Tuberville, Katie Britt. Uh, U.S. Representative Robert Adderholt all voiced support for the university in response. And on the left, they're constantly saying 
you guys are exaggerating and you're all up in arms about the attack on Christianity. Of course, there's an attack on faith. Look at it right there. So that was a co-host, Rachel Campos Duffy. And uh, the, the design is intimidation. Friends, don't be intimidated. When the left pushes and atheist groups push, agnostic groups push, they try to intimidate, they try to silence. No, get louder. Do more. Pray more. Read your Bible more. Stand boldly. We'll talk about this a little bit towards the end of this first hour. That There's coming a time, it's already here, but it'll just get stronger, where Christianity, as it's slowly being replaced, we're not going to step off into some void of no values. When Christian values are replaced, you have to replace them with something. And uh, atheistic values, we're going to learn more and more about nihilism, hopelessness, no purpose, no reason for living. That's one one thing that'll uh, just be here in, in larger and larger amounts, values and messages in our culture, that'll happen. There's going to be some version of existentialism. It's not nihilism, but it's okay. You create your own meaning and your own purpose. You decide for yourself why you're alive. That also fails because turns out we're terrible at doing that. So that'll just lead to more depression and hopelessness. Okay, you'll have paganism. We think of the old pagan gods of the Greek and the Roman Empire. We'll talk more about this in the second hour. Uh, I believe we're going to talk about, or I'll try to talk about, Apple and, and their uh, commercial with Mother Nature. That we're going to start worshiping the environment. And we're going to feel the energy, feel the love, bro. And just love and 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 do no harm and... Just worship the environment. Okay, that's going to be here in larger and larger amounts of messaging in our culture. What else do we have? We'll have other religions. Islam is not going anywhere. So you're going to have Sharia law, the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with that. And I say the good and the bad. Yes, you see a lot of ugliness when it comes to some of the Middle East stuff going on and oppression and violence against women and Jews and Christians. Yes, so that that's part of it. But also good that, that there have been in the past some amazingly advanced Islamic cultures. I think there was the Islamic Golden Age from roughly the 700s to the 11th. 700s, 700s to the 1200s. There was a dynasty there that lasted for a while till the Mongolian Empire took out part of them and there was just naturally empires collapse. So Sharia law will bring with it the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, What else you have? Eastern religions, New Age, that'll be here. So be ready. Now is not the time to be afraid, to be scared, to, oh no, I got a nasty little letter from the FFRF, Freedom From Religion Foundation. I need to cower and I need to shy away. No, step up. Let's do something about it. Now is not the time to be afraid. Let's find our spine. Let's find our voice. Let's have a backbone. And I think Auburn's doing that. I'm proud that our uh, elected representatives, you have uh, our elected politicians, I should say, I, uh, Kay Ivey, 
Tommy Tuberville, Katie Britt, Robert Adderholt, and others being like, no, we're not going to be silenced. Come at us. We'll go to the courts. We don't mind. So I'm proud of all of them there. That's the way to go. You want to go to the courts? We'll go to the courts. I think right now we need to, while we still have the Supreme Court, and, and you never know. You never know how long we'll have that as conservatives. So why not use it? That if a, a case will go up to the Supreme Court, I'm not saying they'll get everything right. But I think they have a decent track record over the last couple years. What are your thoughts? Call or text in 205-941-1011. I want to hear what you have to say. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Gavin Newsom. Again, his uh, pound of hair gel that he uses every morning that follows him wherever he goes. And the surprising vote that he cast against a transgender ideology bill that's actually a good thing. We'll talk about all that and more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. I hope y'all are driving safe, having a good night. We have another hour and a half of the show to go, so stay tuned. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? I have the answer for you. Just $40 can provide one day of care for a foster child in Alabama. You can help kids like Kaylee, who clapped and cheered after entering her foster home when she saw cans of food in the pantry. She happily exclaimed to her sister they would no longer be hungry. Not everyone is called to be a foster parent, but everyone can do something. By giving to the Alabama Baptist Children's Home, you are giving to the state's largest faith-based foster care provider. To help vulnerable foster kids in your hometown find hope and healing, visit alabamachild.org radio. That's alabamachild.org radio. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Welcome back to Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis is out for tonight, except for a conversation he recorded earlier with Sam Rayner of Church Answers. They talk about just various things going on, uh, some incredible statistics that you will want to hear because this will help you and your local church figure out, all right, how do we serve? How do we move? How do we help our uh, community? It's a great conversation. They recorded it earlier during lunch, and we will play that for you in the second hour. But other than that conversation, Greg is out. My name's Nate Williams, and we are talking a little bit about Gavin Newsom. Now, typically, I don't know know what you think of Gavin Newsom. If you're more conservative politically like I am, you might not always have just the most favorable opinion of him. Uh, he, for some reason, I read this on Twitter once, I forget who, who said it, he has decided for his go-to hairstyle, his go-to uh, style with his hair, 
that he's going to choose the 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 look of every movie villain ever created and he was like okay this is it friends this is the look just slicked back like i'm going to be leaning in my armchair stroking a cat in my lap and i ch- and i laugh with this evil laugh talking about world domination yes that's the vibe i'm going for and and look hey i guess it's worked out for him so far he is governor of california i just thought that was always interesting but on top of that He recently vetoed a bill that would require parents to affirm child's gender identity in custody battles. So that's from the Christian Post. And I'm torn a little bit. I have one of two reactions. There's a part of me that thinks, oh, Maybe in California, they're they're waking up to things as they see their cities destroyed by crime, homelessness, gang violence, drug use. Maybe as they see, there's a lot of madness going on in California as businesses flee, as demographics change so wildly because people want to leave the state. And maybe they're waking up. Maybe Gavin Newsom has had enough. He's out, friends. Transgender ideology, no, down with it. We, we want to stop the madness. And so he vetoed the bill that would require parents to affirm a child's gender identity in custody battles. So if there's something's in court and the mom says, no, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. My son is a son, not a daughter, no matter how he feels or what he thinks. A boy is a boy. And then the dad comes along and he's like, no, my son wants to believe he's a daughter. My son is now a girl. You, we must affirm uh, her gender identity. And then the judge would say, wow, dad, you're doing so great. You are affirming the child's new preferred gender identity. We will award the kid to you. A bill that would force that to happen, Gavin Newsom vetoed it. And I'm like, okay, what if? What if they're waking up a little bit? But sadly, I could be wrong. I'm open to being wrong. I don't think that's why Gavin Newsom vetoed the bill. The bill was known as AB 957. Uh, The reason why is basically, if I'm hearing the article right, already judges take that into account. You don't need an explicit bill outlining a judge to do this because judges already do it and they don't need to pass it because it's already in place. Uh, Let's see. In a statement uh, released Friday night, Newsom expressed his reservations about the bill. He said he appreciates the passions and values that led to the bill's introduction, but urged caution. Other, uh, Other minded elected officials in California and other states could very well use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities, Newsom said, noting that existing law, here it is, this kind of gives it away, that instead of California waking up to all the madness, here I think is the real reason. Uh, Newsom uh, noting that existing laws 
already require courts to consider a child's health, safety, and welfare, including the parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. So even though California lawmakers, heavily blue, heavily Democratic, uh, wanted to to just to make it explicit that you needed to consider these things, Newsom's like, hey, shh, puts his finger over his lips and he's like, hey, we're already doing this. Um, it's already implicit that you need to take this into account and let's not do anything more that might hurt us politically down the line when it comes to voting. We already have the system in place. Let's keep it implicit and maybe this will help us with the moderates down the line. Maybe I'm being cynical. Maybe I am. I don't know. But uh, but that's my thought, that Newsom already knows that judges consider gender-affirming stuff in a custody battle. And so he's like, okay, we don't need to have this explicitly stated so that we don't scare off the moderates. Um, I'm going to read a quote from you from Republican State Senator Scott Wilk of Santa uh, Clarita, Clarita, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, anyways, who called on parents to leave the state, warning that legislation like AB 957 would not stop at divorce proceedings. Hear these words. This is kind of scary, if I'm being honest. This is what Scott says. In recent years, we have put government bureaucrats between parents children and doctors when it comes to medical care and now we have this where if a parent does not support the ideology of the government they're going to be taken away from the home wilk said in the past when we've had these discussions i've seen parental rights atrophied i've encouraged people to keep fighting I've changed my mind on that. Again, hear these words. In the past, I've encouraged people to keep fighting. I've changed my mind on that. If you love your children, you need to flee California. You need to flee. Wow. That kind of gives me goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. That a Republican state senator says you need to flee because he's right. This isn't going to stop with custody battles when there's a divorce. You think for one moment the judges are only going to keep it to custody battles? Man, I got some things to sell you. If you want to just give me your money, go ahead. Because you're foolish. You're short-sighted. It's not going to stop with custody battles. It's going to be parenting in general. That regardless, it could be not just a divorce, it could be two parents that are on the same side. That they believe boys are boys, girls are girls, and you cannot change from one to the other, no matter how sincere or authentic your feelings, that you are the way God made you. You can't change from one to the other. You could have two parents in lockstep agreement with that basic biologic and fu- uh, biological fundamental truth of reality that you cannot change your gender. And a judge could swoop in and say, oh, that's abuse. It doesn't matter it's, that it's outside of custody battles. Uh, that You are abusing your child. We are going to take your child away from you. 
Mark my words in California, it's not going to stop with divorce. You could have two parents in complete agreement. Their child will be taken from them. Because if you do not agree with the transgender mafia activists, they will come for your children. Again, Scott Wilk is very correct. And, and so what do we do as Christians? Because I know California is filled with Christians. We laugh and we cry over the cities. How Los Angeles, San Francisco, they're just destroying themselves. And we say, how could you? We're heartbroken. But sometimes when they do something really dumb, we kind of laugh at them. So we kind of do both. But there are many people in the cities, but also outside the cities who are Christians. They love their family and their church and their God. They, they love their children. And they believe, again, as you and I do, that girls are girls and boys are boys. What do they do? What do, they do? do they stay in California? Do they fight? Or do they flee? Sometimes in the Bible, I'm not sure because you see both. Sometimes Paul fled from city to city. Sometimes he did. He was like, I need to get out of here. Things are getting real dangerous. But then sometimes he stayed and he's like, all right, this is where I make my stand. I'm not running. Come get me. You can arrest me. I don't mind. You see that over in the Middle East, that when persecution gets heavy, sometimes church leaders will flee. They'll try to get to the West. They'll try to get to Europe somewhere else. But other times, church leaders and Christians will stay. They'll be like, this is my flock. I need to take care of my fellow Christians in these underground churches, and I can't leave. What do we do? So if you're a parent right now, what's the answer? I think this is where we need the Holy Spirit discernment, that if the Holy Spirit calls us to fight, then we stay and do so. If the Holy Spirit says, hey, you need to get out of Dodge and you need to go somewhere that's healthier for your children, then you need to do so. There's no black and white answer. These are heavy things to consider. So even though Gavin Newsom did the right thing and vetoed a bill, he only did so because implicitly the system's already in place. The judges are supposed to consider uh, whether or not a parent goes along with transgender ideology delusion in their decision. So the, 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 the system is implicit. He's like, we don't need to make it explicit. My thinking, we, he doesn't want to scare off the moderates. What do you think? Call or text in 205-941-1011. When we come back, we are going to talk about the secular version of the church and how, again, in my opinion... I think it's a chance at evangelism, the free press, uh, and the story, Can You Find God in a Bikini? Very interesting title. You'll want to hear about it on the other side. Priority Talk. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hi, this is Lauren L. and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis.
we are heading towards the end of the first hour of the show, but do not worry. We have another hour for you right after 6 o'clock. We're on from 5 to 7 here at Priority Talk. My name's Nate Williams, and there was an interesting article from the Free Press, one of my favorite sites to go to for news. Uh, Can you find God in a bikini? It was a very provocative title. I was like, okay, what, what, what is this? And I realized, oh, this is something we can talk about for evangelism purposes. Let, let me read the article for you. Los Angeles, a woman dressed in a kimono tiptoes between the tattooed limbs of about 50 influencers, musicians, and yogis lying on the floor of a spa in West Hollywood. They're in the home stretch of a breathing exercise, uh, exercise that's lasted 20 minutes. But by now, they've become one organism, uh, breathing to the rhythm of a jungle beat on the stereo, their stomachs rising and falling like a hive mind. At the end of this, the instructor prepares the crowd. We're going to have the opportunity to create sound, to move what needs to be moved. So anyway, it just goes on to just talk about the breathing exercises. And then uh, then it gets to this. Then the instructor wearing silver hoops the size of cantaloupes gives a quick countdown. Three, two, one. Suddenly, everyone is screaming. This goes on to describe the sound that everyone together is just yelling really loudly. And then this is what brings me to why I'm talking about this tonight. You're like, why is he talking about this? Here's why. The article goes on to say, Welcome to Secular Sabbath, the members-only club that hosts bi-monthly events, usually in Los Angeles, but also in Iceland and Mexico City, and at the end of the year, Antarctica. Colorful images of its young, beautiful, and sometimes famous adherents have quickly spread through the, uh, the word of its mission on Instagram. And... Basically, this is where people are meeting. Uh, the The article talks about how religion is declining, particularly, you know, Christianity, church attendance is down. And here's the thing, if you're listening out there, the need to worship will never disappear. But now in Los Angeles, instead of going to a church, these young people are going to a sauna titled Secular Sabbath and doing meditation type exercises, breathing, yelling. And you realize this is a church service. What happens in a church service? There's the preaching of the word. There's the singing, there's the praying, Uh, depending on how traditional your church is. You might read things like the Apostles' Creed. You might have different doxologies, the Gloria, all all those things. Or maybe not. If you're more uh, non-denominational, you know, uh, maybe more modern, you might just have a few songs and uh, preaching of the word, maybe announcements. But this is a church service, except it's secular. Because as the church declines in this country, people are not going to stop worshiping. Remember in Ecclesiastes that God has set eternity in the hearts of man. That there is this need to to worship something greater than yourself. This is why atheism will never really take over the world, no matter how progressive the world gets. Because atheism that says there is no God and you shouldn't worship anything, 
well, it doesn't really satisfy. People are going to look to new age, to spirituality, to other religions, even if they don't go to Christianity. And herein lies the opportunity that everyone wants to worship. The church can meet that need. Now, the church might need to get creative. So, for example, if people don't want to worship on a Sunday, but they might get together to work out. What if we did evangelism at our local gyms in appropriate ways? Again, you have to be careful. What if, again, I'm not for New Age mysticism, yoga, yogi stuff, not for that at all. But what about churches having stretching or you know, Pilates or uh, just various exercise groups that got together and offered things for the community? What if, you know, uh, just all these restaurants and stuff that we can do that may be outside of the church? I'm not saying the church has to have all these things, but what if we went out and evangelized in those contexts that people now worship at their gym, except instead of singing hymns, they want to get bigger. They want to get healthier. They worship the uh, maybe their body sometime, depending on the level of vanity. Or maybe it's not vain. They just want to get healthy. Okay, we need Christians in our gyms. That, all right, people want to do yoga and yogi stuff. What about instead of that, we had stretching classes for our community. Uh, I think people would enjoy that. What about... Me, I guess we've always done this, uh, having free meals. Again, that's always been a way of outreach. We just need to get creative. That if people are going to meet at clubs titled Secular Sabbath and they're going to do worship-type activities, well, we need to meet them there and, and not do those things because, again, we don't want to partake in uh, damaging and destructive spiritual practices. But let's get creative. Maybe some of the things we're doing now or things that we do because we've always done them. What if we need to change up our strategy and start our own clubs? I'm not talking drinking. I'm talking hobby groups and stuff, running and uh, bird watching and Pickleball. I know pickleball has swept across the nation. I don't know if it's here to stay, but it's popular right now. People love pickleball. So what if we started pickleball leagues? Again, just ideas. The limit is our own imagination. That when it comes to uh, evangelism, let's just get out in our community. Let's not rely on inviting people on a Sunday morning, although we should do that. Let's get people to church, but it might start with relationships. Get to know your neighbor. Get to know your coworker. Invite them over for a football game. And maybe this way, as religion in the traditional sense declines, maybe we can start healing and helping and serving and loving in new ways. The limit is our imagination. What do you think? Text in 205 941 one zero one one but that was an article from the free press i thought was very interesting secular sabbath that in a world where traditional christianity is declining people still want to worship let's meet those needs and point people to our amazing beautiful all-powerful almighty wonderful god but we might need to get creative People might not come to church on a Sunday morning, but hey, 
They might go to pickleball on Friday night. I don't know. Let's try it. Let's get weird and wild appropriately. Don't go sinning for Jesus. That's an oxymoron. But let's put our heads together and be thinking, how can we reach our communities for the gospel? We have another hour for you. We'll take you all the way to 7 o'clock talking ministry, culture, Bible, evangelism. In the second hour, we'll play a conversation for you between Greg and Sam Rayner of Church Answers talking about just different ways we can engage our culture, our community, uh, maybe different ways of doing church. We want you to stay tuned. WXJC Radio, FM 101.1 AM 850. We'll be right back. <laughs> 